0: You are listening to the Crosspoint Fellowship Podcast. This series is called Restored, where we're taking a look at what happens when the kingdom comes close. What is life? That's a pretty complicated question, right? There's there's so many tentacles to that question, so many different directions you can take that question. What's the meaning of life? What's the purpose of life? What's my life all about? Is is life about breathing? And it is is life deeper than that? What what happens after this life? And some people are just just you know like they act like life is good, but then deep down life is bad. And some people act like life is bad deep down life is good, and and some people don't care about the meaning of life or act like they don't care about the meaning. Meaning of life, and and and, and we just kind of go through life, it, 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 probably in order to not really deal with a lot of those questions, because we know ultimately, ultimately, life is broken, life is broke down, and and and, and life is missing something. We're in this series called. Restored. We're actually starting this series right now. We're starting the series. This ser- sermon is really ca- kind of pretty much a prequel to the series to, to, to get us started and get us ready for the series called Restored. In order to restore something, if a car needs to be restored, what does that have, have to be? Have to, it has to be broken. It has to be broken. But we, it, a couple of popular shows recently, Overhaul and Pit My Ride, became popular because we love to see something that's broken become something that is restored and shiny, but have a new meaning, have a new purpose, have a new engine, and... When we're talking about a restored car, that's what we want, right? An engine. Life. Vigor. Energy. Horsepower. That's what we want out of life. See, life is more than breathing. It's actually have enough energy to get through this life. But... Most of us know, we. most of us realize, even if it's deep down inside, there's something missing, there's something broken in life. And those of you, you maybe come across this podcast by accident or whatever, and maybe this church thing is a struggle for you, or this Jesus and God thing is a struggle. You're, you're not going to be surprised by the fact that I'm going to say, Jesus is the remedy to this life thing. Like, wow, yeah, throw me a new one. But really... What I want this series to be, this restored series, in the brokenness of this series, what I want this to be is, is actually talking about the brokenness side of things. I want you to be able to see and realize that the Bible and Jesus has the answers to the brokenness question. Because we've been talking about God's kingdom. we are talking about the greatness of God's kingdom. It's like, that's great that it's great. What happens if I'm a part of the kingdom? What, what's the benefit? What, what actually happens to life if you become a part of the kingdom? And for the most part, we're going to be in the Gospel of Mark. Uh, Mark, a guy that Knew Peter, who walked around with Jesus, one of the followers of Jesus, and Mark wrote down the, the the story of Jesus, but he did it in 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 a way to be quick about it. He didn't pull any punches. He didn't he didn't waste time with Jesus' birth or his 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 school age time or anything like that. He didn't he mentioned the John the Baptist dude, but he didn't get all into that. Mentioned his baptism, but really didn't get all into that. He got right to the nitty gritty. In 14 verses into his book, he got to the nitty gritty of of Jesus' first words. And if the, the first words are pretty impactful, right? The, the 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 first things that he Mark decided to write down that came from Jesus' life. We, we maybe should pay attention to see what these thing see that what these words are, and see what we could glean from this, and how it applies to the kingdom, and how it applies to life and the brokenness of life we We see Mark says later on, after John was arrested, and that was John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee, see Galilee was a region that was north of Jerusalem, north of the center of where Judaism was, where the temple was, and and, and where everybody came to worship God it was it was It was removed from the hotbed of Jeru- of, 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 of Judea and Jerusalem and Jesus did most of his ministry in Galilee mainly in order not to anger the religious folk too much there he preached God's good news see this was a kingdom declaration God's good news good news that that actually that actually is the word evangelism However, when, when, when this word was used or penned by Mark, this wasn't a spiritual word. It was a, it was a neutral word. It was a word used in order to signify when, when, when a kingdom had good news. Many times, when the kingdom had good news of a victory that was won, a king would send a herald, an evangelist, to tell the evangelism of this good news, the good news that they had. So, God's good news is the good news of God's kingdom. It's and Jesus, the king himself, is the herald. He is one and the same. And this is the declaration of the good news of the kingdom of God. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe in the good news. Three sentences, three things that we see from the kingdom. First, the time Promised by God has come at last. The people, the the, the people of Jerusalem, the people of Judea, the people of Israel have been waiting since Genesis three fifteen. Six thousand or so years had been waiting for somebody to come that would defeat Satan and defeat sin and allow us the victory over sin. They had been waiting for what they called the Messiah, a Christ, the Anointed One, the One that was going to be above all, the One that actually was going to be God Himself. Now God gave us some clues in the Old Testament to who He would be. And Jesus shows up saying, this is the time, now is the time, the time is fulfilled. And maybe you're saying, that's great for them, that was 2,000 years ago. But I'm not waiting for anything. I mean, shoot, maybe for Sunday, for the, for the football season, or for, for, the, for the Sunday games to start, or if you're, if you're a college fan, for, 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 for the Saturday to, to, to come. That's what I'm waiting for, that's the time to be fulfilled right there. Well, see, deep down inside, we're all waiting for life to be restored. Here's how I know, because we will go out and we will try to give ourselves energy and life and vigor any way possible, whether it's in a pill, whether it's in a surgery, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in sex, whether it's through addiction. And most of the time, we don't end up, we we, we don't plan on ending up getting there. We think it brings us life, and it does bring us life for a little while. But we realize, we then realize that, that it actually leads to even more brokenness and more of a broken life. And so we're just left just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this restored life that never comes. That's what we're waiting for. But see, the good news of the kingdom is that the time is now. The time of fulfillment is now. You are listening to this, and the time of fulfillment is now. Oh, it is the time that you've been waiting for, that you've been trying to search for, that you've been trying to scratch an itch you can't scratch, and give yourself life in an area you cannot give yourself life to. It especially over the long haul. The time is here. The kingdom of God is near. See, for the original people of this day, they were far away. Like I said, Galilee was far away from Jerusalem. They couldn't just go to the center of their religious activity and go to the temple anytime they wanted to. They were out of the loop. To them, the kingdom of God was far away. But also to them, the kingdom of God was far away because of the life that they lived. Many of them, because they were so far from the temple, and so far from the religious order, they just kind of lived however they wanted to. And so for them, the kingdom of God was far away. And here this guy says showed up and started saying, no, the kingdom of God is near. It is at hand. So many times today we utilize this to, 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 to beat people over the head. This, this, is not, this is not a passage of beat people over the head. It is good news. Jesus is trying to say, hey, 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 look, the kingdom is closer than you think. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm far away from the temple. I mean, good grief. None of this is close, but Here's what Jesus wants you to know even now. Here's what I want you to know even now that the kingdom of God is at hand. It's close to every single one of us. Paul says to a bunch of a bunch of Athenians, I mean when they worshipped idols, part of that worship was temple prostitution, was lewd, sexual acts. And he told them that God wasn't far away from any one of them. God is close. God is at hand. God's kingdom is at hand. And this is part of the good news. This is part of the kingdom declaration. The kingdom is that Jesus is saying, the king himself, who is the herald, is saying, The kingdom of God is near. And that's good news, because we all think at some point in time or another that the kingdom is far away, that we can't get to God. But Jesus is telling us, I am proof that the kingdom of God is near. But having the kingdom near is different than being able to obtain the kingdom or have the ticket that gets you into the gates to the kingdom. What's the ticket? Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Repent of your sins and believe the good news for a second, for a second. Let me me talk about what he didn't say for a second. Before we get too all worked up about the repent and believe part, let's talk about what he didn't say. He didn't say, give me a whole bunch of money. Send me your money and you can get into the kingdom. He didn't say, be good and you can get into the kingdom. He didn't say, pray this many times and get into the kingdom. He didn't say... Read your Bible this much and then you can get into the kingdom. He didn't say you have to be born to the right family or be, in the, be, be, be a part of the right religion for all of your life to get into the kingdom. He didn't say any of that. See, repent and believe is something anybody can do. In that way, the bar is low. Anybody can do it. But in another way, the bar is high because it's repent that we have broken the kingdom, the, 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 the laws of the kingdom. And that's what makes the, the, the kingdom feel far away from us. That, that we all, every single one of us, have broken the laws of the kingdom, and we're, we're left short. But Jesus is saying, look, 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 all it takes is repent. Just say, hey God, I blew it. I have. I haven't lived the laws of the kingdom. But I still want to be a part. I, I want to have a life of the kingdom. And see, that's the believe part. That, that, that you believe that you can actually have a life, a part of the kingdom. That you believe in Jesus. That, 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 that He did die to forgive us. That He did die to give us righteousness. And that, that God will give us that righteousness. And that He will allow us to be a part of the kingdom. And that, that, that we can live a life that looks like we are a part of the kingdom. Repent and believe. See, that's the entry. That's the ticket into the kingdom. And that's the good news, is that anybody can do that, no matter what our background is, no matter what we've done, no no, no matter how far we've run away, we can all do that. Repent and believe. Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up with this kingdom declaration. And this kingdom declaration is what restores lives. What restores our brokenness? When we repent and when we believe, we find out that the kingdom is close and the kingdom restores lives. What if Jesus immediately does is go out and do miracles to show what it looks like for the kingdom to restore back to its original state. See, this is the way that God intended it from the very beginning all the way back to Adam and Eve. And all we have to do to find kingdom restoration is repent and believe. That's it. We find ourselves a part of the kingdom. And we find out that the kingdom starts restoring lives. The rest of the series we're going to take a look at how exactly the kingdom restores lives. What parts of our life that, he, that, that it restores. We're going to take a look at physical miracles. but we're going to, But more than that more than that we want to see how those physical miracles point to something deep down inside of us that God wants to restore is the kingdom close you bet it is have you accepted your ticket into the kingdom i suppose that's up to each one of you because accepting the kingdom or accepting the ticket means We've repented and believed in this good news. Have you done that? Thank you for listening to the Crosspoint Fellowship Podcast. You can subscribe to our daily blog at cpf.me.